Hello everyone, welcome back. So today we're going to be looking at the uh, final part of the subsection God's Church in Prophecy. And uh, so upon wrapping up that, the next section we'll be tackling will be uh, the Book of Revelation's Divine Authority, which is a shorter one. Uh, and so I do encourage you all to uh, hit that like share and subscribe button if you're on youtube follow if you're on any of the podcast channels and uh definitely do share as it's really important to get these messages out to people right now so this one starts off with works and faithfulness evaluated uh, each congregation exhibits its own set of characteristics but within these seven assemblies are common virtues and problems that Christians in all generations should either emulate or avoid. These messages make it clear that some congregations and individual members of the church were developing serious spiritual deficiencies, some even allowing Satan to lead them away from their calling. Christ clearly distinguishes the spiritual works of those acceptable to him from the works of those flirting with the depths of Satan. Uh, Revelations 2.24 He begins with the congregation in the city of Ephesus. I know your works, your labor, your patience. Verse 2 In the following verses, Jesus evaluates the works and faithfulness of each congregation. He compliments the members for their strengths. But he also uses expressions like, Nevertheless, I have this against you. Verses 4.14 and 20 he tempers his praise with words of warning. He is particularly complimentary towards those who have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. In verse 3, he makes the point, The churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and the hearts, and I will give to each one of you according to your works. Verse 23, he appreciates those who cannot bear those who are evil and have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. Verse 2. Notice Christ's promises to the faithful. They will eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. They will be not be hurt by the second death. They will receive a new name and they will give power to the nations, and they will be clothed in white garments. They will be pillars in the temple of my God, and they will sit with me on my throne as I have overcome and sat down with my Father on his throne. Revelations 2, 7, 11, 17, 26 and then verse or then chapter 3 verse 5 12 and 21 these promises along with the assurances of the remainder of revelation must have strengthened and encouraged those early christians historian will durant writes the influence of the book of revelation was immediate enduring and profound its prophecies of salvation for loyal believers and of punishment for their enemies became the sustenance of a persecuted church 
its theory of the millennium solaced those who mourned the long delay in in the second coming of Christ. Its vivid images and brilliant phrases entered into both the popular and the literary speech of Christendom, and that can be found in the story of Civilization Part 3, Caesar and Christ. The Church's Battle with Satan But there is an ominous side to Christ's evaluation of his church. He refers to the active influence of Satan in drawing church members back into the idolatrous and sinful society from which they had just escaped. To the church in Pergamos, he says, I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. Revelations 2, 12-13. He also reveals that some in Thyatira have strayed into the depths of Satan in verse 24. False teachers posed another problem. The congregation in Thyatira is censored uh, for allowing that woman Jezebel, who calls him herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. Verse 20. The congregation in Ephesus is also accosted by those who say they are apostles and are not, but are liars. Verse 2. The Smyrna congregation experiences problems from those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan, verse 9. And Pergamos has those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. He adds, Thus you also have those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Verse 14 and 15. To the congregation of Sardis Christ says, I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Revelations 3, 1. The description is of people who are Christians in name only. Yet he adds, You have a few names, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. Verse 4. Those in Philadelphia have little strength, but they at least remain faithful. Verse 8. But the Laodicean, sorry, I struggle with a lot of these names, congregation is described as lukewarm, neither hot nor cold. Verse 16, Christ tells the Laodiceans, You say, I am rich. You become wealthy and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Verse 17, these may reference these many references and warnings tell us from both from external sources and from within the church of God itself that a corrupted form of Christianity was developing through the influence of the devil and those he managed to deceive. Peter had warned of this dangerous development some years earlier when he wrote, but there were also false false prophets among the people of ancient Israel, even as there will be false teachers among you 
who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who fought who bought them, and bring them sell and bring on themselves swift destruction, and many will follow their destructive ways, because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. Second Peter two one to two. Satan masterminded and manipulated an apostate religion that became uh, began to masquerade as Christianity as far back as the days of the apostles. The messages to the seven congregations in Asia Minor also seem to imply that this counterfeit Christianity would be one of Satan's main instruments of deception across the centuries until the end of time. Warnings to, of a False Christianity the idea of an apostate religion masquerading as Christianity may sound shocking, but Jesus himself told his disciples this would happen when they asked him, and what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? Matthew 24, 3. He stated that religious impostors would come in his name. Take heed that no man deceive you, he warned. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Verses 4 and 5. King, yeah, that's found in the King James Version. This prophecy of Jesus has been, and will be, fulfilled though religious leaders who come in the name of Christ, claiming to be his spiritual representatives, but whose teachings are in reality contrary to his instructions, and so lead people astray. What, according to Christ, would be the consequences of this deep uh, of this deception. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Verse 9, 11. Christians faithful to God's word were prophesied to become a distinct minority and at the time of the end be intensely persecuted by a much larger and far more powerful false religion claiming to worship Christ. Throughout the book of Revelation this false religion posing as the true religion is presented as wielding incredible influence at the time of the end. The almost unbelievable power that will be displayed by the great false prophet of Revelation will be one of the major signs that the end of the age is imminent. Jesus explained that at the time of the end there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never be to be equaled again. At that time, if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it, for false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform many great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect if that were possible, Matthew 24, 1 to 24, or 21 to 24. Christ reveals to his servants that, even during the lifetime of John, Satan was already developing a corrupted version of, the, of Christianity. He was already returning, a, uh, recruiting a following within the church Jesus had formed, had founded. The prophecies given by Christ and his apostles concerning the development of a counterfeit Christianity came to pass just as they had predicted. This counterfeit 
even now, to dominate the world's religions, scene, religious scenes, but to nowhere near the extent it will in the coming years. So that concludes that subsection. Um, tomorrow we'll tackle a vision that I had, and I'm not used to visions yet, but um, I, I've only had a few of them, and they've been really weird, but um, something that uh, I'm told you do get used to when you um, begin having them. So, in that, I'll read a bit of a poem that I wrote about it and explain kind of a little bit about what that vision was. And uh, it ties into the Revelations perfectly, so I, I hope that you do enjoy that.